fantasy. The sports talk radio show could turn galaxies. But in a good way, cause my dude Blake and Nicky knows what's up. Making no mistake, and they got what it takes to run this. Not only the job, but they truly love it. Joining for who? Only you, the fans, and it's only you who can help them. It's bad. This show is taking over slowly, but surely. I hope you're keeping up my wordplay. Ain't quite wordy. Spreading lies with hard me. Just a do through my journey. The show was impressed to get in fact some point. Keep it entertaining at the same time, midpoint. Just have it interesting, and you know what I mean. Blake and Nikki, the sports show, right for me. And if you wanna know what's up, the master E. Go online real quick and hit up Blake and Nikki at Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Now you know where to go. So what you waiting for, huh? What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, episode number 28. What's good? What's going on, everybody? Blake Plonsky, your fearless leader, hanging with you, flying solo this week. Nikki and I have been having technical difficulties ever since I got back from my excursion out into the barren wasteland. And I am back. I am back in my home studio. Taylor also not with us tonight as he is on his first year anniversary uh, trip vacation with his wife. Have fun, guys. So it is just me hanging with you today. Uh, This show will be all league coverage as we've got plenty to cover. No news this week. All league coverage. We will get into it as soon as I give you the weekly spiel. You know the drill. Call in Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, all lowercase. Call in, say your piece, be a part of the show, be a guest for a minute or two, and debate us. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Bring up anything you would like and have a discussion or debate and or debate with us. Facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR all lowercase again, in the search box on Facebook, excuse me, type in Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, Global Dynasty STR, it should all come up. Give us a like on the Facebook, join the discussions, see all of our news, breaking news, show announcements, and everything in between. Help us grow the Global Dynasty Nation that you all are a part of, that we work so hard to help build and to bring you guys the best show absolutely possible. Okay, and without further ado, let's get right into it. As I said, no news this week, complete league coverage coming at you. All right, let's get started with the NBA Finals. Game 1 NBA Finals, Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors was last night. As I said, we attempted to record on Thursday as we normally do 98% of the time. Technical difficulties, so I'm hanging with you Friday morning, let's see here, June 3rd. Friday morning, June 3rd, and this show will be up in a little while so you guys can hear it all in its entirety. Okay, If the Cavaliers perform this way throughout the entire series, they have no hope. Now, let me explain why. The Cavaliers, Kevin Love, 17 points, LeBron, 23, Tristan Thompson, 10, Kyrie Irving, 26, and J.R. Smith, 3. Okay, the big three, Love, James, Irving, 
did what they needed to do. There is a glaring omission from the other two starters. These guys are starters. These are the guys that you rely upon. J.R. Smith shooting threes. Tristan Thompson, yes, he's not an offensive option. He's not the number one, not the number two, not the number three, not even probably the fourth offensive option. That does not mean that while you're down low that you can't throw up a couple of two-foot layups, you know, for a couple of more points than 10. If you have 13 output points, a 13-point output from your starters, you're up the creek without a paddle, man. You, you I, I don't know what to say. If their bench, let, let's take a look at their bench real quick. Okay, the bench, uh, two points, three points, zero, two, zero, three, zero, and so on and so forth. You're not winning the game at that. I say your best lineup is is Love, James, Thompson, Irving, and Channing Fry. Throw Channing Fry into the starting lineup. J.R. Smith, he hit three shots the entire game. One of your starters hit three shots. Tristan Thompson, who's not really an offensive option, who is in there for rebounding. He's a rebounding specialist. He's a defensive specialist. Took 11 shots. He took 11. He made more than J.R. Smith took. This is a problem, and the Cavaliers need to figure this out now, or this is going to be over in six. Five, even, maybe. Because, I mean, this, this, the Cavaliers are a decent team. I mean, let's call it what it is. LeBron James is who he is. Kevin Love has, for somewhat, for some reason, disappeared for vast stretches of the year until he finally came into it later in the year. But can he keep that up? Kyrie Irving is Kyrie Irving, but what else do they have? They, They need to figure this out and quickly. And let me explain why. Okay, let's go down to the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green, 16 points. Harrison Barnes, 13. Andrew Bogut, 10. Stephen Curry, uh, 11. I almost said 13 there. 11. And Klay Thompson hit nine points. How did they win? Their bench came through. Now, Sean Livingston hit 20 points. Eight of 10 shooting. Is Sean Livingston going to do that every day? Day in and day out? No. Everybody knows that. They know that that just isn't the case. It's not going to happen. They still won, though. This team boggles my mind. Everybody knows that I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan. Everybody knows. Brooklyn Nets fan. Yeah, we won like 13 games. We don't have a first-round pick until 2019, I think. Maybe 18. Uh, wishful thinking, probably 19, but yeah, my team is a five-year project. These guys, I can't figure out. Why can nobody defend these guys? Golden State's two biggest threats, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, both went eight for 27 combined, and they still won. This is no longer some people's thinking of the NBA rigging things so the Golden State Warriors win? Did did they rig it a little bit 
you know, to have Golden State in the finals? Eh, eh, maybe. Again, I, I'm not going to uh, give any credence to that notion, but it's a it's an idea that some people can clearly have. But th- this team is just. I I just again I don't I don't understand it. I can't say anything else but that. It boggles my mind every time I watch this team play. I wanted to turn it off at the start of the fourth quarter. I watched it because I have to, you know, cover it for you guys. But just can anybody like figure this out for me because I just I'm just at a loss here. I'm no Golden State Warriors fan and personally I'm up the creek without a paddle here because I don't like either team. Again, once more, one more time, Brooklyn Nets fan. LeBron James, I don't like him. Uh, I just, I, I just, I don't. I'm one of the vast majority that don't do, that do not like him. If he went, if he loses, he goes two and five in the finals. You know, people, you know, talk about his greatness and and all that, and they. They just, and he would be two and five in the finals. I mean, is that greatness right there? Not really. So, I mean, that would go down in history as a part of the record books. Is that he'd be two and five? That would be nice. I do not like the Golden State Warriors and how they showboat a little bit too much. See, and here's the thing that people don't understand. Showboating somewhat. Fine. Completely fine. Showboat all you like. There's a point where it's too much. To me, anyway. There's a point where you're just doing it just to tick people off. I don't know. My prediction here for the NBA Finals, Golden State will probably win in seven games. There's nothing that says that Cleveland will not pull out a couple of games. There's nothing that says that. I'll give them two, three at the most. Golden State Warriors win in six or seven, and if you have to put me against the wall, gun to my head, Golden State will win in seven. I mean, that's the logical pick. After last night especially... I can't pick the Cavaliers. Again, I, I have no dog in this fight, everybody. Whoever wins, I'm going to be upset either way. So whether you're a Cavaliers fan or a Golden State Warriors fan, best of luck to your team. Uh, Golden State in seven. All right. Let's see here. Game two, I believe, is Sunday, I believe. So game two, let's see here. Oops, schedule's upside down. Game two is, yep, Sunday. Sunday, June 5th, game two. Tune in for that. All right, moving on to our next topic. Now, for all of you surfing fans out there, I've been talking and talking and talking about covering surfing the entire year. And for some reason, we never get to it. And for that, I wholeheartedly apologize. I'm the one that comes up with the topics for us three to talk about. I'm the one that produces everything. This is all on me. Do not get on Nikki. Do not get on Taylor. This is not on them. This is on Blake. This is on me, 100%. 
and now I'm going to give it to you, the Fiji Pro Men's Final, Fiji Pro Samsung Galaxy Tour World Surf League WSL, here we go. Now, for all you surf fans out there, now, this is a new sport to me, so if I stumble in analyzing this or talking about it, feel free to correct me, all you surf fans out there, feel free to give your input and to, you know, help me out along the way as I get used to uh, covering surfing and watching it, because I, I'm, I'm an amateur here with surfing, I, I'm brand new to the sport, um, and I could use, you know, a couple of pointers here and there and some help along the way, all right. Let's get into it. Uh, Fiji Pro begins this weekend. Before we get started with Fiji Pro, I just wanted to say that last year's Fiji Pro Champion, 2015 Fiji Pro Champion, Owen Wright, my personal favorite surfer, will not be competing as he withdrew before the year for the first half of the year due to his concussion. He's still recovering. He's actually recovering really well. I've been following him uh, on Facebook very closely, Owen Wright, best wishes to you, we hope you get well soon, and that you're back on the waves, and back on the tour. Okay, everybody, let's start breaking down Fiji Pro, starts June 5th on Sunday to June 17th. Alright, there is a couple of guys that I have pegged to do really well here. Let's get into it. Alright, first up... I got Italio Ferreira. Ferreira has been trending upward all year. Uh, throughout the events, there's been four events so far this year. 13th, 3rd, 3rd again, and 9th. Italio Ferreira, Brazilian guy, does really, really well on the tour. Uh, he's actually, with everything all said and done, he is actually second uh, in total standing so far this year and total points. So Italio Ferreira is a good bet to win the Fiji Pro. Uh, other guys, let's see here. I had four of them. Let me find them here. Uh, Gabriel Medina, also been trending upward even a little bit more so, even though he's lower ranked than Italio is. Uh, for events, again, four events so far this year, 13th, 13th, 9th, and 3rd. So he's really been trending upward. He got third in the last event. Uh, he should easily contend uh, this time. Uh, Medina, he missed a couple of events. Not tour stops officially, but he missed uh, some time with a injury earlier this year. Uh, but he's back, full strength, ninth overall in the Samsung Galaxy standings. Should do really well. Last year's champion, uh, pipeline champion, excuse me, uh, 2015 champion, Adriano de Souza, another Brazilian. Uh, you can't count him out. He's the champion of last year, 2015. Can't count him out. Uh, finishes of 5, 13th, 13th, and 3rd. Uh, ranked 6th so far this year. Uh, so he's right up there. And, you know, he, he's had some bumps in the road with those two 13th finishes. The guy is really, really good. Gets good height. Young guy, really, really strong on the waves, really strong in the sport. He uh, worked really hard to break through the last couple of years 
finally broke through last year being the 2015 champion so you can never count him out he is here to stay and he is here to be a force to be reckoned with if you want the championship of an event you got to go through him first but this next guy is the guy that i pick to win it all in fiji pro hawaiian john john florence now some of you may say oh but he he won the last event of course you're gonna pick him no he's ranked third overall in the rankings that's what matters your trend and your overall ranking in the rankings matters uh john john florence finished fifth 13th 13th and won the last event as i just said matt wilkinson had a really really bad run in the last event, finishing 25th in the last event. He finished 1st, 1st, 9th, and 25th so far this year. Has been trending downward, but he is still 1st in the rankings. People, you know, he has to have a really good showing if he wants to hold off Italio Ferrero, who is 2nd in the rankings, from taking over the overall top spot. John John Florence, back to him. The guy is young, the guy is hungry, the guy's got great speed on the waves, great tricks. I think John John Florence might be the next great thing. Being new to surfing, I still do not understand the system of Hawaii being its own entity in surfing. What I mean is, is that Hawaii is not the U.S. The U.S. has its own jersey, and Hawaii has its own jersey as well and again it's something that i don't understand someone who is knows surfing and knows a little bit more than i do i I would greatly appreciate the help in that i just i just don't get it but uh hey you know do what you do john john florence i feel like can win again the guy is on a roll right now he's got two of four top five finishes i mean He's third in the rankings. What's to stop him right now? I feel like he can do big things this year, but also contend for the 2016 championship when it is all said and done. So those are my picks for the Fiji Pro, Gabriel Medina, Adriano de Souza, John John Florence, and Italio Ferreira. Begins June 5th through June 17th, and let's have some fun. All right, everybody, and our final segment for the night, our final topic for league coverage, excuse me, for the night, is the big one. The one I've been waiting all week long to talk about, and I can't wait for tonight when it starts. The Copa America 100th edition being hosted in the United States of America. For those who don't know, The Copa America is a South American uh, international soccer tournament. So those from North America that are competing in the tournament had to be invited. The U.S. being the host nation for this Copa America, the 100th edition, we were invited. So here we go. I will break down the groups who I think will advance first and second into the knockout stages, and we will go through that to finally figure out a champion. 
I will also run down what formation I feel like the U.S. should run, who they should play, to make sure that we have the best chance to win. All right, Group A, the United States of America's group. All right, Group A is the United States, the host nation, as I've said a couple of times now, Colombia, Costa Rica, and Paraguay. Who I feel like will win the group and play second. Second place is Colombia. They are doing really well in World Cup qualifying in South America. I believe they are leading their qualifying for the entire region, if memory serves. They will finish second. The United States will win the group. They will get first in Group A. The ho- being the host nation is important, especially in soccer. In soccer, it is so important in a tournament like this to have the home crowd and the home field advantage to power you on, and I feel like the United States home crowd will do that for our country. Costa Rica came down with some bad news this week. One of the best goalkeepers in the world, plays for Real Madrid, Navas came down with an injury, there is speculation that he was injured, actually before, and but he still played in the Champions League final for his club team, Real Madrid, but now he cannot play for Costa Rica, there is an argument to say what is more important to him, club or country, and a lot of people say country should always come first, but he played for Real Madrid in the Champions League final, He cannot play in the Copa America as he is too injured. So that is an argument that is going around in soccer circles. Without Navas, Costa Rica will do nothing. Costa Rica did really well in 2014. They looked like, I mean, they just rampaged through the World Cup in 2014, shocking everyone, really. I mean, anyone who says, oh, I wasn't shocked by Costa Rica making it to the knockout stage, you're kidding yourself. Without Navas, Costa Rica will be up the creek without a paddle. I don't see them doing much of anything. Paraguay has its own problems as well. Maybe not the problems like Costa Rica does. Paraguay has done well as a South American nation before. Paraguay, I feel like, will struggle in this tournament. The U.S. will finish first. Colombia will finish second. Group B. Brazil, Ecuador, Haiti, and Peru. Brazil. Brazil is in a bit of a downturn right now. And what do I mean by that? Brazil has always been a world beater. You know, Pele, uh, Kaká, Ronaldo, etc., etc., etc. So many great soccer stars for Brazil in the past many, many years. Brazil is in a place where they don't really have an identity right now, but they're still playing well and they're still winning. Brazil, also the host of the Olympics, also in 2016, later on this summer, the Brazil national team has to show their home fans that they have come to compete and that they can compete well enough where they can win, not just the Copa America, but also the Olympics later on this summer. Brazil is going to win the group. 
while they have sputtered and maybe not done as well as many would think that they have. Now, see, and that's the thing. They win, but they're not putting on the flash, the pizzazz that everyone expects from Brazil. Do you follow me a little bit here? They're just, they're just, they, like I said, they don't have an identity. They don't have that flashy style. They just play and they win. Brazil wins the group. My second pick is going to shock some people. Number two in the group is going to be Peru, of all things. I have no real logic as to why. I just have a feeling. In these big tournaments, something always happens. Something is always amiss. Something always happens. Like in the World Cup 2014, like we said, Costa Rica. Peru is going to be the surprise here. Peru is going to win sec- get second in the group, leave Ecuador and Haiti up the creek with nowhere to go. Group C, Mexico, Uruguay, Jamaica, and Venezuela. Mexico playing really well. They have the longest active win streak in all of international football right now with uh, 13 wins. Mexico, a lot of people are predicting to win being that they are just south of the United States, our friends from south of the border, they, they played soccer really well. They, they're, they're a soccer nation. They've got a lot of young talent. No major injuries to speak of, so the only question remains is, can they keep their form? All indicators say yes, they should do well in the tournament. Uruguay is going to shock some people, I feel, because while they've performed well also in the South American World Cup qualifiers, I feel like people are sleeping on them a little bit. They've got a lot of young talent, a lot of good young defenders, a talented midfield, and, of course, up top, Mr. Vampire Suarez himself, Luis Suarez of Barcelona fame. Out of the group... Jamaica, while they upset us in the Gold Cup, the us being the USA, United States of America, Jamaica upset us and lost in the final 2-1 Mexico last year in the Gold Cup. Jamaica is coming, but they're not there yet. Jamaica will struggle. Venezuela will struggle even further. Venezuela just never can get it together never can produce any real talent on the world stage. Mexico and Uruguay will advance. Uruguay, though, will come out of the group number one, Mexico number two. I'm sure that with Mexico's run of form, a lot of people will disagree with me, and that is okay. Feel free to send in your comments or your rants and raves to Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio, Blake, Global Dynasty at gmail.com. Send them in, call in Global Dynasty STR, and argue with me. I'll gladly have that conversation. And the last group, Group D, Argentina, Chile, Panama, and Bolivia. Bolivia, you can eliminate. They just, they've never been a world beater. They got stomped by the U.S. in a friendly. Now, this is one thing I wanted to say. People say, oh, it was a friendly. 
Okay, Bolivia, not a world beater. Everybody knows that. You have to be blind not to know that, or deaf, or... Uh, I'm going to stop there, or else I might say something. Okay, Bolivia should have lost 8 nothing to the U.S. People who say friendlies don't matter. You know, what? with the world watching... And this is, this is an argument for all sports I'm going to get into really quick. In all sports. You want to tell me that with the world watching, that certain games do not matter? You want to tell me that? That you're not going to go out there and give it your all to not be embarrassed? Just because the perception is that a game doesn't matter doesn't mean that you as a player have to think that it does not matter. That is a crock of crap to me. Every game matters. While every game matters, Bolivia got trounced by the United States of America. Bolivia will do nothing, I feel. Panama, like Jamaica, they're coming up in CONCACAF. CONCACAF is the region for us, our uh, qualifying region. U.S., Mexico, Jamaica, Panama, and a bunch of others. Panama coming up. Panama just not there yet. They're still trotting out Blas Perez, of all things. Blas Perez, 35 years old. How much does he still have left in the tank? Blas Perez cannot do it for you. Their run in the World Cup qualifiers, while at the time when they helped Mexico advance to the World Cup in 2014, Panama still not there yet. They're coming. Everyone in the CONCACAF is upping their game. It's just taking them longer. They're not there yet. They're not on our level. They are out, which leaves two teams, Argentina and Chile. Chile, I feel like, will surprise some people in this tournament. I feel like people are sleeping on Chile. It's one of those teams that you can never peg, that you don't really have an answer for. I mean, for those who don't know, Chile is uh, fifth in the world rankings right now. But then again, so many people say FIFA rankings don't really matter. I personally agree with that. FIFA rankings mean little, but Chile is doing well right now. Having only lost recently uh, in a friendly tune-up to the Copa America to Mexico 1-0. So while they lost, they held the high-powered Mexican national team to a very little victory. I mean, so it could be considered a moral victory. And also Chile, in the past four tournaments, have reached the quarterfinals last year, having won the tournament. So can they win the tournament this year? Uh, Well, some people are probably betting that they can. I wouldn't put it past them. The winner of the group will be Argentina. Argentina is easy to talk about. Argentina goes as Lionel Messi goes. Lionel Messi, for those who do not know, if you're living under a rock or just are just not into it at all, Lionel Messi, the greatest player on the planet, one of the best soccer players of all time, still in his young age, even after so many years of playing, still is, the guy is amazing to watch, but... He was injured last week in a tune-up game. 
How hurt is he really? Nobody really knows. A lot of people are saying that he is fine, but he had he tweaked his back a little bit. So how 100%, how close to 100%, excuse me, is he really? That's the thing. The Argentine Argentine national team is good, but they always go as Messi goes. Messi will play. That is not the question here. The question is how close to 100% is he? That is the deal. Regardless, Argentina, too powerful. They will win the group, and they will advance to the knockout stage. There is your uh, teams that will advance, and I will move to my bracket that I have filled out for the tournament itself. Okay, let's go into this. Winners. Winner of Group A... The United States of America versus runner-up of Group B. I'm going by the format that's laid out in front of me. USA versus Peru. The USA will prevail and move on to the semifinals. Next quarterfinal, June 17th. The quarters begin on June 16th with the U.S. if they were to win. The second quarter, June 17th, which would be winner of Group B and runner-up of Group A. So Brazil and Colombia. Brazil, as I said, they're playing fantastic soccer, just not the flashy kind that everyone expects. They still win. They're still Brazil. They will beat Colombia, and I feel actually pretty handily Brazil will advance to the semis. Next, both other quarterfinals are on June 18th, the last two. Argentina, actually no, Group C, uh, winner of Group C, Uruguay, versus runner-up of Group D, Chile, Uruguay will advance, knocking out Chile and the former last year's champions of 2015, Uruguay will advance to the semifinals. Last quarterfinal, Argentina, winner of Group D, versus runner-up of Group C, Mexico, Argentina, Mexico's run will end here. Their undefeated run will end here. That Granted, that is if they were to go undefeated throughout the entire tournament until this point. So that is uh, remains to be seen. Argentina will advance to the semifinals, beating Mexico. It's not going to be easy, though. Mexico is a feisty team that you just, you never know what to expect. The first semifinal, June 21st, the USA versus Argentina. The USA's run ends here. Argentina is just too powerful. I, like everyone else, want the US to win this tournament. I can't do it. I need to think smart. I need to think like an analyst. I cannot think like a fan right now. The US will lose to Argentina in the semifinals. Argentina moves on to the final. Second semifinal, Uruguay versus Brazil. June 22nd, Uruguay advances to the final, beating Brazil, and the final, June 26th, Argentina versus Uruguay, your 2016 Copa America champion, the 100th edition, will be Uruguay. I have Uruguay beating Argentina, I feel like 
Many people are not giving Uruguay a chance. I've seen a lot of 10% chances, 8% chances. Do not sleep on this team. Again, Lionel Messi is hurt. He will power them this far, but they will run into a young defense that will clip Lionel Messi all day long. They will get yellow cards if they have to in order to give Lionel Messi a message and say, you need to beat us with someone else. Argentina, also the world number one in FIFA rankings. Again, FIFA rankings don't really mean that much. Yes, they've got attacking power up front, but I feel like this is Uruguay's tournament to win. Also, a little side note, if Lionel Messi happens to score seven goals in this tournament, or in any other international game for that matter, seven more goals and Lionel Messi becomes Argentina's number one goal scorer of all time. Just wanted to throw that little fact out out there. Lionel Messi, a great player. I really appreciate all that he does, despite his little... uh, tax fraud snafu that he is being investigated for and standing trial for right now. Uh, But he is still going to play. So, but we will not get into that. This is not a court of law. This is not a legal show. This is a sports program. All right, there you go. Here is your Copa America rundown for the week. We will be covering the Copa America all month long, entire, all tournament long, excuse me, And lastly, I wanted to quickly run down the U.S. versus Colombia tonight, 9.30 Eastern, FS1 on your televisions. FS1, the channel, 9.30 Eastern time. Now, if I'm the coach of the United States, who do I start and what lineup do I run? Well, I've got the answer for you. Let me pull that up really fast right here okay my lineup is a 4-3-3 kind of a hybrid it's not an exact 4-3-3 it's kind of a hybrid 4-3-3 I will go from the back and work my way up goalkeeper Brad Guzan uh left to right uh left back Edgar Castillo center backs John Brooks Jeff Cameron, excuse me, uh, and DeAndre Yedlin at right back. Midfield, working back and working my way up, the number six defensive midfielder, Michael Bradley. Darlington Nagby, actually, instead of Jermaine Jones. Jermaine Jones has been a stalwart for the United States of America the entire time, his entire career, it's time to move on. Darlington Nagby has done amazingly ever since he debuted a couple of games ago. Give him a run, give him a start, and let see what he can do. What the U.S. does in this tournament is predicated on Klinsman playing our young talent. That is what's going to get us there. Not the old guard. Our young talent is what's going to get us there. Start Darlington Nagby in the midfield. Up just ahead of him, also on the other side of the midfield in your 4-3-3, Alejandro Bedoya. Up top, your front line, so to speak, uh, left wing, Fabian Johnson. I know, I know, I know. 
Fabian Johnson is... But Blake, Fabian Johnson's a left back. I know. Fabian Johnson has played well in the midfield. You put him just behind the center forward, let him run in, serve balls in up there. Fabian Johnson, if you play him at... Let's put it this way. You play him at left back, let's say. He runs up and down the field, up and down the flank. Give him free reign to run up and down. You can... You can be exploited, exposed that way. You can exploit that space. Fabian Johnson, I don't want him running more than he has to. I want him to be able to go 90 minutes. So let him not have to cover so much ground and not have to defend and move all the way back and play defense while on offense. Every person on the field defends. I get that. But let him have less responsibility and focus more on attacking then defending. Defend when the ball's in his area, when he needs to, but let him do what he's good at, which is defense, but he's also an offensive threat that people underestimate. On the other side, you got to start Bobby Wood. You, you can't, for what he's doing, for uh, Union Berlin. There we go. 17 goals for Union Berlin for Bobby Wood. In Germany, you cannot not play Bobby Wood. Bobby Wood is playing out of his mind. Anybody says that he should not start is kidding themselves. He is a goal machine right now. Having Bedoya and Nagby plus Michael Bradley in the number six role, serving him balls, trying to get him the ball into pockets of space, into spaces, open spaces, inside the defense, trying to slip him through and get a goal for the United States. You cannot have goal machine right now. Bobby would not play. You have to play him until the wheels fall off or until he stops scoring. You have to be proactive. And at the top of the 4-3-3, the center forward, Clint Dempsey. I know. I know what you're thinking. Clint Dempsey is getting older, but we don't really have another target forward right now in the lineup that I am comfortable with. I would say Josie Altidore. This lineup would be completely different if Josie Altidore wouldn't have got hurt a couple of weeks ago. This lineup would be completely different. I'm going to say that. you got to start Clint Dempsey because Josie's not there to be a target forward right now. Dempsey's the only one. Jossie Zardes, his touch is, his first touch is awful. He can score, but his first touch is awful, and I want to cover my eyes every time I see him on the ball. No offense, Jossie, it's just what I see. You got to go with Clint, it's the only way. One of my favorite international and one players of, the other young of all time, especially the elephant for the United in the room. States. Something that I haven't seen the U.S. produce in a long time, if ever. I'm heaping a lot of confidence and hype and heaping a lot of expectations on the kid, and I know I shouldn't. 17-year-old Christian Pulisic. This kid is unbelievable. Been playing in Germany, been playing for one of the best European clubs in the world in Borussia Dortmund, has been starting. Think about that for a second. A 17-year-old going up every single day in training against professionals, people almost twice his age, in some cases, it depends, in some cases. 
you have to give him a run. You have to let him work it out. He, he's got all the confidence in the world. In our friendly against Ecuador just last week, he took on the entire Ecuadorian midfield by himself and did not lose the ball. Three against one. The guy is amazing on the ball. And he plays on the left wing, so he would probably take the spot of Fabian Johnson if he were to start. I don't know if I agree with that. I am torn with it because it's a lot to heap on a 17-year-old kid. It is a lot to heap on his shoulders to say, hey, take us there. So I don't agree with him starting. Start Fabian Johnson in his spot and have him be a sub that comes off the bench to ignite a spark to give us some great speed on the left flank to give us some service and to give us another dangerous goal-scoring threat. Christian Pilisic, I swear to you, I promise you, will be the next great thing for the United States of America's national team. But he needs to play. He needs to play. That is what is riding on the U.S.'s advancement. Will Jurgen Klinsmann play the young guys? He brought them in. Will he play them? Only time will tell. And you don't have much more time to wait. Tonight, 9.30 Eastern, Fox Sports 1. I've said it a couple of times. 9.30 Eastern, Fox Sports 1. Tonight, the host nation kicks off the Copa America versus Colombia. I'm tuning in. Will you tune in? I'll see you there. All right, everybody. That's all we got for this week's episode number 28 of Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio. Thank you so much for hanging with me. We really appreciate it. I know that Taylor and Nikki appreciate it. As I said, they couldn't be with us this week. They will be back next week, hopefully, if we get all the kinks knocked out. And as we keep moving forward, as we keep plugging along, moving forward and making this the best show possible for you guys, the fans. Thank you so much for being a part of our journey and being alongside in the passenger seat as we drive this bus further and further to where we want it to be. As always, Skype in Global Dynasty STR, all lowercase, call in, say your piece whether you agree, disagree, talk about whatever you would like, and join us. Be a guest host for a couple of minutes. Email us, blakeglobaldynasty at gmail.com, nickyglobaldynasty at gmail.com. I will get Taylor a email set up shortly. No worries there. Email us, say whatever you would like to say, ask us a question, give us your analysis, join the discussion, and be a part of the show. Facebook.com slash Global Dynasty STR. Search Global Dynasty Sports Talk Radio or Global Dynasty STR. Should all pop up in the search box. Join our Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a shout out. And for all of our show announcements, sporting news, and everything else in between, we've got a couple of things coming down the line that you guys are going to like. But you're going to have to wait. That's a secret for me to know as we develop along. But don't worry, time will tell, and I will reveal more later on. All right, everybody, that's all I got for you today. As I said, thanks for hanging with us. Come join us next week for Global Dynasty episode 
29. I'm Blake Plonsky, your fearless leader, and I am out. Peace! The heat get the bump in the beat. Picking up speed when I don't see police. Keeping the street cause they be on the creep. Street to street, we pass it by. Moving along in overdrive. Spitting freestyles to pass the time. Losing my mind, the longer the ride. Can't put them aside to give it the rest. No clothes on my eyes, gotta give it my best. Stay in the lines and try not to wreck. Straining my neck on this difficult track. I gotta stay focused though. Fly, never been coasting slow. Grind, steady on overthrow. Find that stuff on that dope road. Driving all alone up on the highway. Open opportunity don't pass me by. Try to stay awake up in the right lane. Those in trying to keep it open. I own everything that comes in my way. Pedal to the metal cause I'm strapped for time. Gotta keep my whip from slipping sideways. That's how life goes. Upon the own.